Hola, bienvenido. You are listening to Pirate Wire Services podcast. This week we are talking about El Salvador, where a suspension of civil liberties under special emergency has resulted in over 13,000 warrantless arrests, as well as threats against journalists and outcry from human rights experts. So after a wave of murders left over 80 dead in one weekend, President of El Salvador, Najib Bukele, began a national crackdown and petitioned for Congress to pass an emergency measure, which allowed police to perform warrantless arrests as well as surveil anyone they like without warrants. Pre-dawn operations on March 27th, planned even before Congress approved the state of emergency, began with police officers executing these warrantless arrests of thousands who, in many cases, have no right to an attorney and no explanation for the detention. Human rights organizations have strongly criticized the actions, as have journalists within the country, but the response from Bukele has been to double down. Journalists who want to report on anyone arrested, whom the government says are all terrorists or gang members, can face up to 15 years in prison for publicizing any communication from gangs under a new law that was passed this month. Bukele has also targeted by name journalists who have spoken out against these policies. He has specifically been attacking an El Salvadorian news organization called El Faro, or the Lighthouse. And some of those journalists, after being named and attacked by Bukele, who claimed that they were sympathizers for gang leaders or even associated with the gangs themselves, have since fled the country due to both legal threats as well as death threats. He has also targeted by name Human Rights Watch, who has criticized the, the special measures. He calls them Homeboys Rights Watch in a number of tweets, has suggested that they are the spokesman of gangs and has been targeting the organization specifically, leading a lot of critics worried that both journalists and human rights workers are operating in a situation where their security might be threatened. In the meantime, evidence continues to emerge that a great deal of these arrests may have been arbitrary. That is to say that it's more for show than it is any real blow to the gangs that are involved. Both Human Rights Watch as well as national press in El Salvador have reported that up to half of these arrests may have been arbitrarily executed, um, predominantly in poor neighborhoods. And these people have been denied the ability to speak with the press. They've been denied the ability to speak with lawyers. And it's leaving a lot of people very concerned. So we reached out this week to some journalists within El Salvador um, who work at El Faro. We also spoke with Human Rights Watch. So to explain a little bit their concerns with the recent actions of Bukele, I spoke with Juan Papier. He's the chief investigator for the Americas in Human Rights Watch. We at Human Rights Watch are currently conducting an investigation into apparent abuses committed by security forces in El Salvador under the state of emergency passed in recent weeks by the National Assembly. So far, we have gathered evidence of what appear to be arbitrary arrests by the police in cases where the police committed raids in mostly poor neighborhoods in San Salvador. They arrested 
gen in general uh, young men in many in some cases on the basis of their appearance or their tattoos or the places where they live and many of them have been uh, held in prison for several weeks in some cases without being able to defend themselves properly in a due process or even to have the possibility to communicate with their families. And how does Human Rights Watch respond to the accusations made by Bukele against your organization? He has called you the Homeboys Rights Watch and even suggested that your organization is working to further the interest of criminal groups in El Salvador. Look, um, attacking the messenger instead of responding to the message is the classic reaction by authoritarian leaders such as Nayib Bukele. We at Human Rights Watch have been accused in Venezuela of working for the CIA, in Colombia of working for the FARC guerrillas, and now Nayib Bukele accuses us of working for the gangs. Frankly, we don't have time for this kind of nonsense. We are, however, seriously concerned about the security and um, well-being of journalists and members of civil society groups in El Salvador in a context where the government is very clearly making efforts to shrink civic space, to intimidate people who criticize them, and to limit the possibilities of a free press in the country. So what would you like to see the government of El Salvador do moving forward? El Salvador has a very serious and chronic problem of endemic violence caused by gangs who are responsible for killings, rape, child recruitment, among many other atrocities. The government has the responsibility to protect the population, to dismantle these criminal groups and to ensure that those responsible for these abuses are held to account. Unfortunately, the state of emergency passed by authorities in El Salvador, instead of protecting the population, puts the rights of all Salvadorians at risk. This state of emergency, along with other laws that have been recently passed in the country, opened the door for serious abuses by security forces, restrict freedom of expression in the country, allow for authorities to impose disproportionate sentences to people who have nothing to do with uh, gang violence, and limit the possibility of individuals in El Salvador to protect themselves uh, under a due process of law. Bukele has defended the measures as necessary, and in public speeches... Hagan eso y no va a haber un tiempo de comida en las cárceles. Uno. A ver cuánto tiempo duran sus homeboys allá adentro. Les juro por Dios que no comen un arroz. Even threatened to reduce dura. the food rations of those affected, saying the homeboys won't be comfortable as long as their allies are still out there. One of the journalists that he has been threatening by name is one of the founders of El Faro. His name is Juan Martinez. And Juan Martinez recently fled the country after Bukele posted a 10-second clip of an interview he did almost a year ago that was part 
of a larger hour-long segment on the problems that gangs represent in El Salvadorian society, and even suggested that he was a sympathizer with those gangs. Since then, other politicians have expanded the accusations against him, claiming that he even is a gang member, or some of them, that he's even a leader of some of the gangs that Bukele is supposedly targeting. Uh, furthermore, those politicians have threatened legal action. Um, Juan Martinez has received more death threats than he can count. He and his family have fled the country. We spoke with Juan by phone, but he didn't want to give a recorded interview. So instead, we spoke with Maria Luz Noches, who is the editor of Opinion, as well as a correspondent in journalism on women's issues for El Faro. And she explained to us a bit of the dangers that a lot of the staff, as well as other critics of the government, are currently facing. Ever since Nayib Bukele took office in 2019, El Faro has been a special target for his attacks against freedom of the press. The president has relied on intelligence agents, propaganda experts, ministers, other public officials, and various state institutions in an effort not only to delegitimize our work, but to impede it. He systematically denied us access to public information and stigmatized and defamed our journalists, readers, and even financial backers. He also has pursued baseless and outlandish administrative cases against us in an attempt to conjure up criminal accusations or at least slanderous propaganda to undercut our reputation. Even though these attacks are directed at both female and male journals, how they are directed at women is particularly different. While men's reputations are attacked saying that they've been bribed by powerful people to write fake stories about the government, female journalists receive attacks based on their appearance, are accused of getting where they are because they slept with their bosses, and constantly receive rape threats that sometimes include their mothers and their daughters. The state of emergency, which Bukele has discussed extending beyond its 30-day expiration at the end of April, has also denied civil rights to anyone else arrested for any crime at all. Detainees face weeks in notoriously overcrowded prisons without legal counsel, oftentimes without even charges. A 21-year-old musician named Jorge Mazzini who was arrested after a football game for reasons unrelated to gangs, was returned dead to his family yesterday after being placed in an Ecuadorian prison without charges. The family alleges that he was beaten to death, but the government has ruled out any autopsy or further investigation in the matter. Bukele's policies remain popular with his base, however, who say that a tough-on-crime approach is exactly what is needed. But will the young president with a penchant for the autocratic be able to maintain support for his increasingly punitive populism? That remains to be seen. For now, El Salvadorians seem to be willing to trade their civil liberties for a sense of security. That's it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in to Pirate Wire. You can find us on Twitter at pirate underscore wire or on Substack at piratewire.com. Please consider taking out a subscription if you like what you heard today. We have plans that start at just $5 a month and helps us keep our independent journalism going. Until next week, thank you very much for tuning in. I am Joshua Collins and this is Pirate Wire Radio.